your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, West Division fans? It is time for a Stanley Cup playoffs crossover between Locked on Wild and Locked on Golden Knights. Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, joined by Carlo Gonzalez, the host of Locked on Golden Knights. And we are going to dive deep into this two-part playoff preview. Carlo, my man, how's it going? Hey, Seth, how's it going? I'm pretty excited, if uh, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, this is, I I think, the series that a lot of people, not only in the Honda West division, but also throughout just the NHL in general, are going to be focused in on because of how epic of a series it was uh, throughout the regular season. So I am very excited to uh, to dive in deep and give uh, the Golden Knights fans, give the Wild fans, give... Anybody else listening, uh, an opportunity to really get uh, familiar with these two teams as they square off for another epic series? Yeah, I might be a little biased here, but I feel like the two matchups in the West Divisions is the best one, in my opinion. Maybe except for the Bruins and Washington series. I think that one and the Florida series. But I think the Blues Avalanche and the Golden Knights Wild are two really good matchups. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very compelling watch both ways. And I don't feel crazy saying whoever comes out of the West has uh, as good a chance as anybody to win the Stanley Cup because this is pound for pound as deep of a uh, a top four um, amongst the rest of the divisions in the NHL this year. And so uh, there's there's going to be some heavyweight hits. There's going to be some amazing goals, and it's going to be some amazing hockey. I can't wait to get started. Yeah, I agree with you. Like a lot of people talk about the West Division being weak, but they only look at the bottom four teams. Right. But I think the the top. It's a very 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 top heavy division, and where the four teams at the top, I think are. V- as good as anyone in the league. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's start off with uh, a little look at the Golden Knights. They were the two seed, and so they are the uh, the, the team that will host in this series. And so for Wild fans or for any other fans who aren't super familiar, although at this point it'd be hard not to be <laughs> with as good as these games were, uh, just give us, Carlo, a little bit of a look at uh, how things went for the Vegas uh, Golden Knights this year, some uh, some things that uh, that were notable that you pulled away from the season. Just give us the uh, give us the Cliff Notes version of uh, what we saw from the Vegas Golden Knights this season. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights had, as you can see by the record, had a really really good uh, season. They actually have the most wins in the league, although. Colorado has more regulation wins. That's why they got the tiebreaker over the Golden Knights. But the Golden Knights throughout the season, other than the Minnesota Wild, who they play this weekend, have at least 50% winning percentage of any team in the division. They really steamrolled the division other than the top two teams. But the Golden Knights also had cap issues as they near the end of the 
season, they only had to they had to dress man down, and they had to dress 15 skaters in that crucial Colorado Avalanche matchup at the end of the season. That's why they lost the President's Trophy. But we won't have that problem anymore in the playoffs as there's no cap restraints. For the uh, for the casual hockey fans, give us some names. I mean, I I know the names, but uh, give us some names that uh, that have really pulled this team along uh, and have uh, have gotten them to uh, as successful of a season as they've had. Well, the first name you you think of really is the guy behind everything is Mark Andre Fleury, yep. who I think is at least going to be a nominee uh, nominee for the Vesna Trophy. Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard won the Jennings Trophy this season, and I think he is probably one of the favorites to win the Vesna. He has such at the age of thirty six, he's such a resurgence in his career, and it's amazing. He has under. Point, under two goals per game with a 9-2-9 save percentage. Or is it 9-2-8? It's something like that. It's the best season in his career at the age of 36. And Marc-Andre Fleury has been good all his career, and this is his best season. Another name, obviously, is Mark Stone, who is our captain and our leading point producer, uh, point producer and his I, a lot of people say his Rob and Max Pacioretty, who Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty go hand in hand. Max Pacioretty leads the team in goals. And we have the wild card in Alex Tuck. Obviously, you guys are familiar with him as you guys <laughs> gave him to us for, uh, for pretty much free. Yeah, And of course, we have the back end of Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, who is one of probably one of the best duos in the back end in the league. Yeah, it's uh, Alex Took is a name that uh, that a lot of Wild fans will never forget. Me in particular, because um, like you said, the expansion draft is a time where a lot of teams are worried about exposing good players and losing them. So you get a lot of GMs that are like, "Hey, why don't you take this player and uh, just leave us all of the other players that we want to protect?" And so the Wilds got uh, a little overzealous and said, "Here, you can have." Alex took in addition to, I think a player in a pick to. It was Eric Halla. It was there. Eric you Halla. go. Yep. Yeah. That's another name that we'll never forget. But the ironic thing was that it was to protect players like Matt Dumba, who may end up being taken in the expansion draft this year. So it's it's funny how that stuff works. And I don't know. I. Um, I will never forget that uh, that trade because it seems like Took has scored every game he's played against the uh, the Wild, but I don't know that uh, that might just be me. Yeah, Alex Tuck for some reason really brings his A game when he plays against the Wild, so I expect a big series from him. Also, speaking of Dumba, as a Filipino American myself, I actually kind of have a soft spot for him because there's not a lot of Filipino American or he's Canadian Filipino Canadians descent in the. Uh, in the league, well, and he's he's been a a really important piece for the the Wild as well. So, you know, he's uh, he's certainly a leader in the uh, the social justice category as well, which is great. And uh, not only that, but he uh, he has some great play on the ice as well. So, yeah, Matt Dumba, huge Matt Dumba fan over here as well, and um, I hope he can play a huge role in this series. Speaking of the social justice aspect of it because there's a guy I forgot to mention who is coming back from injuries Ryan Reeves he he is he might not 
might not get you a lot of points, but he has a different way of impacting the game, and he, he is expected to be to return during game one and expect him to make a, a different kind of impact on the ice. Okay. Um, Carlo, before we switch it and talk a little bit about the wild, if you had to go with a weakness for this Vegas golden Knights team, uh, what would it be? Oh, it's the power play. It's obviously <laughs> the power play. Oh my God. Like I know you, the wild fans and the wild organization is familiar with bad power play. Cause I know you guys started. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> quite terribly on the power play but the golden knights are 22nd in the league in power play that's bottom half and it's just very like i i don't know what why with all the talent we have in in the four like offensive talent we have it just doesn't make any sense but they they look really abysmal. They look better offensively when they're shorthanded than they do up a man. It's weird. And they really need to figure that out because that is one one area that the Vegas Golden Knights have a trouble with. Well, and that's going to be ironic when we get to talking about the Wilds Achilles heel because uh... – the exact opposite but uh we will uh we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it um coming up next we're gonna switch gears and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about my squad the minnesota wild so our vegas golden knights minnesota wild crossover edition of locked on stanley cup playoffs continues next but first i want to talk to you a little bit about wealth front investing can be complicated But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today so welcome back west division fans and listeners this is me carlo gonzalez host of the locked on golden knights podcast and i'm here with seth topol who is the host of locked on wild we're um so seth how is it going it's going great i just want this series to get started even if it is at two o'clock central time on sunday i am uh well that's probably about the time that a lot of people will be listening to this gearing up for the game maybe right before honestly that's fine with me uh they could play it at midnight and i'd still watch listen this is uh our game is going to be on noon so i uh we have it worse although i actually <laughs> like the fact that i wake up in the morning and there's hockey already there's yeah gonna be the first game between pittsburgh and new york and then just that just leads into the wild golden knights and then it's a hockey it's a hockey all day all day year thing yeah, you you can't beat it. Like this, this was my favorite thing that the NHL did last year, um, in the bubble when they started the uh, the first round of the the playoffs, and they had games going on from basically the time that you wake up to the time you go to bed. It was 
it was like Christmas. Exactly. Nothing beats breakfast and hockey, right? Drinking no. That, sipping that mimosa. Oh, that that is that is a hundred percent the vibe. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, let's go talk about the series. Uh, let's talk about the Minnesota Wild this time. Um, can you talk about the quick snippet of the Minnesota season that just happened? Yes. So coming into the season. It was expected that the Wild would be in kind of that limbo transition mode. Uh, They're not quite, uh, at least what we thought, they weren't quite going to be competitive enough to... um to get into the playoffs. Then again, I, uh, I really undersold the bottom four in the West and we didn't really ex- know what to expect from Kirill Kaprizov. There were some pieces that maybe fit, maybe didn't. And so it was going to be one of those years for Bill Guerin to just observe and uh, make some decisions in the off season. And it just caught fire from the get go. And Kirill Kaprizov almost immediately became the uh, heart and soul of this team. Uh, The rest of the team rallied and we saw uh, what was my favorite part, a shift from this massively defensive style of hockey that the Wild have played for my entire life to this offensive team that can score quickly and can score often. And it, it became just such a fun ride to see this team grow up and to gel and get production from everybody in the lineup other than Zach Parisi. Um, but, uh, I mean, Kirill Kaprizov, Kevin Fiala, Jewel Erickson, Jordan Greenway, Marcus Felino, all of those guys stepping up and playing huge roles. This team going on uh, a couple of different seven game winning streaks and, it getting to the point where you look at the vibe that they've got. And I was comparing them to some of the Minnesota Vikings teams that have made the NFC title game in recent years, 2009 and 2017, where it's like, they just have this vibe that they're never out of a game. And that's so critical to have as a team. And you know, they just kept winning. They just kept beating the teams below them in the division. And all of a sudden they're in third place and they uh, really never relinquished it. And, you know, it's a very deep team. It's a very offensively inclined team. Oh, and they got a couple of decent goalies and Cam Talbot had himself quite a run uh, up until the last couple of weeks of the season. And, you know, you look at the body of work as a whole that the wild had this year and it's incredibly impressive. And it just speaks to that. Bill Guerin, I think has made all of the right moves and is really building something that's sustainable here in Minnesota. And I, uh, you know, I can't wait to see how this plays out in the playoffs, but going past this year, this is going to be a pretty good wild team for a while. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings there because the last time my team faced a Minnesota team, they want it. They went to the uh, Super Bowl and won it. So thanks for that. Anyways, <laughs> I, uh, um, I'm just not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, uh, you did mention a few names there, especially Kaprizov who, He's been amazing. He's so been so fun to watch and painful at the same time when I see him <laughs> make the comeback against the Golden Knights a few times. But can you give me a few names? That's that's not really 
one of your household names that is going to be expected to perform. Yeah, one hundred percent. A lot of people. Um, one of my favorite players on this wild team has been Nico Sturm all season, and he is centering that fourth line for this wild team. But he has amazing speed, and uh, he's a guy that has really helped solidify and. Uh, is one of the reasons that this team has been so deep. They've been able to beat teams with their third and fourth lines because they finally found a, uh, a center that works in that bottom six. And so Nico Sturm is a guy that's going to really have to play a critical role um, in this series, because as we'll talk about um, the rest of this preview, uh, the, the golden Knights are, are, good enough in their top two lines, the Wild are going to have to take advantage of matchups below that. And so Nico Sturm is going to be a huge reason for that, uh, a huge part of that um, success for this Wild team. But uh, a couple of other guys that I have really been impressed with and that are going to be key as well is the defensive pairing of Ian Cole and Carson Soucy. Those guys have been paired together since Ian Cole was traded from the Avalanche to the Wild. And... I mean, they haven't put up what I would call like really good numbers stat wise, but honestly, they just do all the things you look for defensively. They're not um, Jonas Brodeen or Jared Spurgeon level uh, in terms of elite defenders, but they do their job. And so they are going to be relied upon a ton as well. Um, in addition to all those other guys that I mentioned earlier that you expect to uh, to see production from, uh, those are three guys I definitely think are going to be critical in this series. Yeah, it's it's crazy that I when I was doing research for the playoff preview and all that, it's crazy how when you look at the points uh, distribution in the wild roster, it's their depths really show up. There, there's a lot of players with really good point production throughout the lineup. They don't have an eye-opening player other than Kaprizov, but they have a lot of players that produce. But that's really one of the strengths of the Wild. But let's what is their major weakness though? And what do you think the Golden Knights can expose can can expose and try to get this win out of the Wild? Well, uh, as you mentioned, the Golden Knights' biggest Achilles heel being the power play. Uh, The Wilds, over the last month plus, has been their penalty kill. It has been almost automatic for opposing teams to score when they have a power play. In fact, I think in the final two games of the season, St. Louis was something like seven of eight. Um, in terms of power play, or maybe it was six or seven or five of six or something like that, but they scored pretty much every time they had a power play against this wild team. And that's been, um, that's been basically the remedy for teams to beat the wild over the last month worth of games. They were at something like 88% through the first couple of months of the season. And now as we head into this playoff series, they are barely above 80. Um, so that has been just a nightmare for the Wilds here over the last few games. And I really hope that that doesn't come back to bite them in this series. So it's one of those situations where it's a movable force with, with, against a non-moving object. Like, right? Yes, that is 100 <laughs> percent accurate. It's going to be struggle versus struggle. And one of the areas will struggle less. And that will probably be what wins the series. We will continue the wild Golden Knights locked on crossover preview of the Stanley Cup playoffs next. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar, those delicious 
and amazing for you protein bars. They come in nine different flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. All of them are delicious. If you're not sure which Built Bar is right for you, you can buy a mixed box where you get two each of the nine flavors. The taste is great, but the better part is that they're healthy too. Most Built Bars have 17 or more grams of protein, are only 130 calories. They've got only four grams of sugar and just four net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So if you are looking for a snack that'll help you stay in shape, do not miss out on Built Bar. Head to BuiltBar.com right now. And if you do head to Built Bar, you'll get 15% off of your first order if you use the promo code LOCKED15. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you aren't using BetOnline.ag yet, you are definitely missing out. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and you can track every pitch, every at-bat at BetOnline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA and the NHL push to the playoffs, and your favorite UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, before puck drop, before the opening tip, before the fight gets underway, head to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't wait even a second longer. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing part one of our Wild Golden Knights crossover playoff preview here on Locked on Wild and Locked on Golden Knights. So what, what do you think is going to happen, though, uh, in this in this series now? You know, I have no reason to expect anything other than a seven-game series between these two teams. And as we saw in the regular season, um, that I think all but two of the games – in the uh, the season series between these two were decided by one goal. Um, you had the 5-1 win for the Golden Knights um, at the beginning of the season. Uh, other than that, the only other game that was decided by more than one goal was the 2-0 win for the Wild at home. So I think... Both of these teams are capable of winning games on the road. Uh, both of these teams are capable of winning games at home. And we've seen... You know, Vegas get out to early leads and then the Wild able to come back that six to five game in which Kaprizov scored, I think, twice in like a minute span to tie and then win the game. That kind of stuff can happen, too, and not just on the Wild side of things, but the Golden Knights are capable of doing that as well. We've seen them win in overtime. And so I think what we're going to get and especially because one of the key points, I think, in this entire season series uh, against these two teams was the Marcus Felino, Kirill Kaprizov fight um, after Kaprizov was uh, was checked from behind, and then uh, he went after I think it was White Cloud, and yep. Felino. 
um, got involved. Yes. Felino went after Haig and then Capisa went after White Cloud. Yeah, that was correct. And that, um, for those that are curious, that picture of Felino um, going after Haig is my Twitter um, <laughs> my cover photo because that look, if you ever get that look from a person, you need to go into witness protection because that is not a look that you can expect anything good from. And Felino was like, we're getting this, we're getting this on tonight. And they did, they fought later, but I think that was a turning point for the wild in that, you know, yeah, we've won all these games, but Vegas has certainly had success in the games. And so the wild just got to a point where they're like, we're sick of being pushed around. Maybe it was some frustration from the St. Louis series, but I think that was a turning point for this wild team. And now both of these teams going in are going to be ready to rock. Yeah. It's, those are really good. points. And to the defense of my boy, Nick Haig, he is, that was his first NHL fight. And I thought he really well <laughs> held really well against a, 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 heavyweight in Filino, yeah. to be honest with you. He didn't... Uh, I forget the name of the player for San Jose that Felino fought against earlier in the season. Uh, Curtis Gabriel. Thank you. In which Felino won the fight and signaled to the the refs to come get the guy because there was nothing left. He's like, yeah. okay, I want I won this fight. Somebody come over here and uh, and help me uh, dispose of this corpse. I mean, yeah, Nick Haig has a history bet. He's a big guy, 6'6", 220 pound guy. He's huge. And he did have a few fights in the AHL, but that was his first NHL fight and it's a totally different beast, especially <laughs> with a guy like Felino. Yeah, Felino is just an absolute monster. Um since we're kind of talking about the uh, the season series between these two teams, I'll flip it on you, Carl, and what have been some things that uh, that you've noticed uh, between these two teams um throughout the course of the regular season? What I notice is all the games has been really good. Yeah, it's just I I don't think I, I we can do a part two of this because I'll probably die by the end of this series. But <laughs> what I a lot of comeback victories and a lot of really tough checking and tough just physical play, and I think by the end of this series there's going to be a rivalry between these two teams i know they're going to get separated next season with different divisions by then but they're still going to play each other three times a year and i think those feelings are going to stay the same especially if they meet in the playoffs again yeah but my reason for optimism because a lot of stock was put on the record on the wild against the golden knights where they're the only one who has a winning record against the golden knights in in that and their historic record too where i think they're 11 3 uh, 11 wins or something like that they have the best record against the golden knights in the entire league my reason for optimism on this is three of the games that the golden knights played against the wild this season are those three of those games that I talked about earlier where the Golden Knights had to play under math. Yes. Where they had to play with 17 and one of the games actually 16 skaters and because of that they the Golden Knights who's normally really good in the third period really was gassed by the third period and was able for the, the Minnesota Wild to come back and win those games. 
the much credit to the Wild in those games, though, because it takes a lot of effort to really come back from a game. But it's the, the Golden Knights will not have those problems. They're going to ice 18 skaters every night in the playoffs. So uh, that's my own. That's my reason for optimism of this record against the Golden Knights thing is a little bit overblown. And that's what I've noticed. And I, I, I'm really excited for the series because it's going to be a really good playoff hockey. Yeah, I, I am right with you on that. We'll tell you what, this, um, this is a good initial dip into this series. So why don't we do this? We'll, we'll dive in a little further um, in part two of this uh, collaborative effort between Lockdown Wild and Lockdown Golden Knights. So uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in to part one of this uh, this playoff preview. Play uh, Part two will be a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more keys to the game type thing. So uh, make sure to tune into that as well uh, here on the uh, Lockdown Podcast Network.